Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Disposable Hero. That's me. Is this the worst name for a game you've ever heard? No. 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 The fat worm like, eats a spark or whatever. Still, well, you, you combine two horrible game names into one. I can't remember what. It's Fat Worm. The Tongue of the Fat Man. And it's a, what's the other one? Fat Boy. No. Fat, it's fat not, Worm Blows a Sparky. So I got, I got it close. You were. You were pretty close. Both yeah. of those games not appearing on the Amiga, unfortunately. No. But, you know. What are you going to do? But yeah, no, Disposable Heroes, that's kind of a cool name. I, it makes the ending make sense. Which well, it, we'll it, definitely, it definitely fits my performance in this game. Because I, <laughs> I was the no, most disposable no, of all you, the There's no hero that's involved. True. Disposable Loser gets murdered. They can't make a, name, a game called it that. It wouldn't have fit on the box. No. It's too long. Also, so. that would be kind of a bummer to buy. <laughs> mommy, Mommy, I want Disposable Loser gets murdered. That's true. That's true. Although, there's truth in advertising, mm, as they say. Aaron... What's been going on lately in the world of everythingamiga.com? Has Dreamcatcher been up to some stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. DK has a new article up. This one's getting a lot of looks. Brian the Lion. Mm. Now, we took a look at this. We, uh, we, uh, we about, covered this game. Uh, a while back. And while I, uh, I enjoyed it on a certain level, it, you know, here we go again. We got the... But I remember falling into a lot of spikes, and I, it was a mixed bag, and also it's weird. But uh, as usual, DK goes into great detail, and uh, then added bonus details go into the uh, comment section at the bottom, which mm. I thought was a pretty interesting uh, uh, to read. But this game, you know, do you remember what you thought of this when we did? Yeah, I, I remember thinking that this was a, a, a fine platformer for the Amiga. You know, it, it was it was varied. It was good. It was it was better than most. Although this continues the long tradition of incredibly dopey protagonists. Well, this guy, this guy, he's flouncing around, and <laughs> this is the game. Remember where the enemies? They don't really look like they're your enemies. They look yes. like they just want to have just fun, destroying people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Brian Lyon looks like he's perpetually uh, uh, tweaked. Yes. You know, like oh, <laughs> he's high all the time. <laughs> I mean, I. I think he's digging those crystals or whatever he's collecting, and he's breaking them down and snorting them. Mm. But that that could be wrong. DK will tell you one way or the other. So I, as usual, I strongly recommend this uh, latest Dreamcatcher offering boat. We should also talk about uh, some videos that have gone up on our YouTube channel as of late. Um, so let's talk about first the latest VR games, Ultra Wings and Rec Room on ARG Presents. We had a, we went out there, way out there this week. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, as you know, Boat, uh, my brother, the used, he's the used car salesman of VR, and he even got you hooked at least twice on various VR setups. And so Brent was very excited to do VR games. Now, as you know, my VR uh, exposure has been limited, but I do have my little Gear VR headset that works on my phone. So I actually went out and purchased a game, a, one of the better games I was told, Ultra Wings. Mm -hmm. And then Brent went on and on about Rec Room, which is apparently a very popular free game that you can get for whatever that, what is his Oculus Rift or whatever he's either, got. No, either no, the Vive or the Rift. You that's can right. play it on both. Um, we, had, uh, we actually had a pretty, I thought a pretty interesting discussion about VR and then trailed off into a hideous 
uh, uh, nonstop scream battle at the end. So if you want to see me and Brent get into a near well, riot at the end, you, you can should enjoy. have seen me driving home today as I was listening to this episode screaming at you through the car stereo now because you, you are a fool and an idiot when it comes to VR. You you have played Rec Room, both. Rec Room is exactly what Brent says it is, and uh -huh. the reason why you don't understand is because you revealed that you never actually played well, it. You a watched the video on YouTube. There's a reason for that, and you could talk to Brent about it. Well, he's <laughs> unavailable, Joe. You you should you should have a rule that if you both cannot play a system, you should not talk about it on the show. Well, this 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 is VR. I didn't have this. All we it does played is, our own VR. This is not this is not freaking pops ghostly. You can't get by looking ghostly. at you can't get by looking Listen, at a, at a YouTube think, video and understand you what's every going one on of here. My, every one of the things I said, I'll stand by. I don't care about the popularity. That's because of this, you've never folks. played it before. No, but I'm just saying you can't deny the fact that big, big chunks of this game are stuff we've seen before. I this look at it, whether it's in VR or not. Looking at this as a as a regular schmo doesn't appeal to me. I want to see a big, super awesome looking title. This I don't want to see something out there with Wii graphics and mini games. I don't want that. Okay. So you can scream me all you want, but I'll, I'll yell at you too. I don't want that. I want something big and awesome, and I'll stand by that. So anyway, if you want to hear some arguments like that on this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over to ARG. <laughs> It'll be great. But seriously, guys, it's a good episode. Aaron's game I thought was pretty interesting, too. Um, Sickening. I, I, wondered, I, would... I wondered how many, um, how much of your trouble with overheating and the like comes from the fact that your phone is approximately 400 years old It's not that point. old. It's not that old. It always did that in VR. Mm. I, I, I'll, I'll stand by this, too. Uh, when you do high performance VR on your phone, uh, 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 no sir. Yeah, I've never, happen. I've never tried VR on the phone before. So. I mean, if you're doing stuff like the Google Maps virtual reality, mm -hmm. which is a really it's sort of simulated virtual reality, like a 3D photo, right. you're okay for a little while. Plus, that thing drains battery like you wouldn't believe. That's true. You know, That's but, true. but it didn't. Sure it, it was cool looking while it lasted, but and it was so cool looking that I wanted to vomit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about what's been going on in the wider world of Amiga news this week, Aaron. We got some good stories. It's been a good week for news. Uh, the first one, there's a couple stories in here. I'm not exactly sure how new they are. These are things that caught my eye and interested me. Mm -hmm. um, and the first one comes from our friends over at Amiga Kit. Now, you've ordered some stuff from Amiga Kit before, Yes, right? I have. Many times. Okay. Well, several times. I won't go to many times. And this is something that um, I think is relatively new. These are new disc labels, Amiga disc labels, that you can purchase for your aging floppies. So say you've got some older floppies that kind of have some, there's those uh, mailing label labels from Office Max or whatever you stuck on there back in the 90s and you want to replace them with something a little bit classier. Well, I can tell you this, there are rainbow floppy disc labels available to you. 12 pack for 1.79 euro. Kind of pricey. It's a little pricey, but hey, Nothing Amiga comes cheap. Also, I'll tell you this. You're not sticking these on old discs. That's not going to happen. Why not? Because, number one, old discs are old. If I was going to get by a bunch, I'd get a bunch of brand new discs to put them on. Can you still buy new Amiga discs? Well, yeah, they're just regular floppy discs. Aren't they like only like 400K or something no, like that? No, you, you're good to go. You can get them. You, you can buy just like a, a, an old PC like disc you and format go, it for go, the Amiga. You can go, and go crazy. You, can't, you, have, you have to format it on the Amiga. Right, yeah, right. You yeah, you're good to go. Okay, yeah. okay. You don't need to use old discs. Not to mention, I've done, I've actually stupidly pulled off old labels. Mm -hmm. The result is uh, not good. And mm. also, they'll get stuck in there. It's just not good. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Labels. Yeah, these look okay. I mean, I'm not super excited about them, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, well, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean you're bad. I'm just saying, it's, it's okay. 
Uh, this comes to us. Pixels at Dawn uh, sent me a link, I think, on the Discord about this. This is an article about how the demo for the Black Lotus uh, revision-winning demo, how they created cool. the soundtrack for this game. And remember, this is one of these things that it's neat because it's awesome and it's running on a stock Amiga. Um, and so uh, these guys talk about how they they, they did that. It's, pre it's a pretty neat article. The most interesting thing about this article, just to show you that there are trolls everywhere that, that won't hesitate to attack whatever you might hold dear. There's a guy down here trolling NTSC. He's like, it never was a... Never twice the same color. Ha ha ha. Good one. Have you ever have you to ever come fair, across people like that before? To be fair, but his nickname is Nitpicker Smarty Ass. Mm. So <laughs> it's like when you've got a nickname like that, that's this is what you do. You are you've lived. For I didn't this make moment. that up. That's his nickname. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna call out your 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 video signal, the temperature of your house. What color your grass is, everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything's on the table. Yes. Please, Nitty Picky, whatever your name is, never come to our channel. <laughs> I don't right. need that anymore. We're already getting hammered. No, no. So this is over at Hack Day. And as always, if you go over to gather with 2Gs.com uh, slash Amigos Retro Gaming, uh, you can see, actually, that's not right. Amigos Podcast is uh, the URL. You can, uh, you can check out all, and it's also a link in the show notes. You can see all our news stories. Beautiful. Um, next up, Aaron, this is something I don't know anything about, so I'm going to need your assistance. Uh, okay. Okay, this is a program called Go ADF. Okay. And this comes to us from Indie Retro News, our good friend Neil. And he, the, the subheadline is, a fantastic piece of Amiga software your Amiga will thank you for. Okay. Okay. So I scroll down here, and it looks like you can open up an ADF and see all of the kind of different parts there are within that ADF. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had occasion to do this before? Um, I mean, maybe, but it's not for a long, long time. I can see how it, it says the the type of the type of file system, the disk. I guess maybe disk size. That might be interesting to know how pretty, big the, the ADF is. Yeah. If you really want to get into the nuts and bolts of some of these files, I guess if you've got a lot of ADFs to kind of go through, uh, this this might be neat. But this is a new application that just came out either today or yesterday, and it works on any Amiga, I think, because a sixty-eight thousand mega RAM. Kickstart 2.0. It lets you mount the uh, ADFs, mm -hmm. and that's into a virtual drive. It's kind of cool. Can you explain to me what that means? It's just like mounting a... You ever, you ever use the Daemon tools and Windows to mount a CD so you can access without actually having to see it's just an image? Oh, so it's like burning an ISO onto your hard drive? Well... <laughs> No. Okay. Cause, I don't know what that is. Well, like you can make a copy of the CD. It's like mounting the uh, ISO on your hard drive so you can, and it's in a pretend drive that you can go look at. Right. That's right. what that is. Okay. Okay. So. So now you can explain what you're talking about. Okay. So whenever, like for example, in, in the old days when they used to have a lot of programs that required you to have a CD in the drive to get it to work, uh -huh. you like I was using a Mac back then, and you could use a utility on the Mac yeah. to just burn an ISO file, which was the entire contents of the CD that your computer would read as if it were the that's CD. That's the same thing. Okay. That's a virtual drive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So you, I can you, see why that's The burning cool. part's what threw me. I'm yeah. Like, oh. That might have not been the right word. No. Inverse burning. No. no. Melting? Just keep going. Okay. That looks pretty good. I'll have to check that out. And of course, it comes from some guy with a real uh, Eastern European sounding name, because that's where all the great stuff comes from. They know what they're doing yeah, over there in yeah. Eastern Europe. Um, up next, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, AntStream, the retro gaming streaming service, including Amiga games and Spectrum games, has reached its Kickstarter goal. 
Uh, they wanted sixty-five grand. They're now up to seventy-three thousand dollars. Yeah, they made it with in seven days to spare. Not yeah. too bad. So, yeah. uh, I think there's something. Here. I think there could be something here. You know. You know, I've been I've been contemplating lately. Yeah. Well the, done. The big questions. <laughs> okay. Such as. Do I need to start buying CDs again? Well, audio CDs? Audio CDs. Uh, why is that the big question? And, what, and what's, what's the answer? Well, you know, I, I was reading this article about how, you know, uh, there is no transferability. Like, if you go by the letter of the law, say that I have, I, I go on iTunes and I buy 8 million songs, okay? Uh, if I die, neither my wife nor my family has any legal recourse to those uh, to those files, mm. they uh, th them continuing to listen to that music is breaking the law. It's not like when you buy a CD and you own that CD, you're only licensing the right to play that music. Mm -hmm. And once you die, your license is gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so makes sense. Um, I'm wondering, you know, for the future, for the good of the world, I want to pass on all of my taste to you know people that come after me because the world deserves mm -hmm. to know what I like. Well, why can't you just take your, uh, first of all, Apple's the devil and iTunes is crap. Right. That much said, that's my usual disclaimer. Why, I, I, why, don't you, why don't you just take your iTunes collection, which I'm assuming is several hundred gigs, mm -hmm. and just download it and then stash it. Okay, that works for music, but that does not work for Steam, okay? And this, I'm, I'm extending this argument out to, oh, to other fields, and I'm wondering. I was wondering where you were going. Yeah, there. yeah, okay. and so like, if I die, my Steam games, yeah. nobody gets them, you know, cool. legally. Uh, they can Can't you just give Eep your name and password? Yes, but legally, she's not allowed to use legally, them. They're only licensed. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, do we need to start pushing back against this stuff by pushing towards buying physical hardware again, or physical software? Well, here's the problem. The die is cast on that. Those days, those days is over. Uh, they, they are no, you're, it's not gonna happen. Uh, physical. I mean, look, the Xbox that's coming out is a prime example. They 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 have accomplished their ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. They've cut out resellers. They've cut out selling used discs. They and for gaming anyway. Uh, and it's, there'll be a time very soon where there are no more physical copies. Now, there's an outfit I hear about all the time on Pixel Gaiden. Uh, that will that goes out and takes a game that was a digital release and they make. A thousand copies of a physical release. It's a collector's item sort of deal. And, it, and they instantly go through the roof, mm -hmm. and they're, everyone they're beating their own mothers down to get their yeah. step on over. I've heard about this things, too. Okay? Yeah. So I suppose if you wished, you could go out, you could look over your Steam collection, and what what percentage of your Steam collection would you think was uh, available physically? Oh, I'd say probably less than ten percent. Okay, that's what I figured. Mm -hmm. You could go out. You could buy the ten. You could buy the ten percent that you can, mm -hmm. and then you could go out and see if they've anyone has made physical interpretations of these digital releases. If they did, and you could buy those, then you're boned, uh, and that's it. Because those days, I mean, it's one of the good things about being a retro guy. Not to worry about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's you know what true. I'm saying? Uh, um, now I know you're playing that into this uh, ant stream argument, and it's. It's a valid point. Uh, you, if Antstream goes away next week, all the crap you. Hey, listen, I've got one of those uh, on live accounts. Remember mm -hmm. on live God? Mm -hmm. I've got an account with the old. Uh, uh, what was the Android based gimmick? There's a game stick and the Ooya. That's mm -hmm. what it was. Uh, any games you, you boned. All these things went away. Mm -hmm. All right. 
could steam go away? Yes. Could you die? Yes. Um, they won. That's the thing. The, the the corporations won. You don't have rights to anything. You don't have access to it. And so your only alternative for Eep, if she wanted to come down here and play one of your mini games, is to for her to illegally access your account and play them. I'm just, I'm going Linux now. That's, that's oh, it wouldn't matter because seems on Linux too. It's the same thing. That's now, true. my suggestion to you and. Uh, Laron, if you're listening, at this point, turn down that microphone, turn down the headphone. My suggestion to you is to not lose one second sleep over this. Uh, just because they made this uh, scenario does not mean you have to adhere to it or give a crap about it. Screw them. It's much like the City of Heroes things. I paid them. They went away. They took down the thing I wanted. Screw them. That's the way it goes. Same thing with this. If she can get into your Steam account. Now, iTunes is a whole different kettle of fish there. I would, down, I would download that stuff straight away. Yeah. All that said, the ant thing, listen, we could all play all these games. That's no problem. But unified leaderboards, head-to-head internet play, that wacky, the the achievement bonuses, all the stuff they talked about. Hey, listen, I'm as cheap. I'm as cheap as they come. You know me, Boat. Mm -hmm. I will pinch a penny, Jack Benny style. Mm -hmm. But I would put out a couple bucks to get some of these games just to get on some leaderboards and or and have some fun that way. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot some like multiplayer, the, some leaderboards. It's a lot like the Google thing, you know. I don't know what you're talking the about. The Google's game streaming okay. service, okay? okay? Uh, which is more going to be more modern presumably. I would pay a few bucks to do certain nutty things. If I can watch a YouTube video of a guy playing Disposable Hero for example, and right at a point where he goes that I can't get past, I can jump into his game and play from oh, there. Oh, man. That would be great. I'm in. Yeah. I'll pay a few bucks for that. That would be awesome. Like a Netflix of mm-hmm. gaming, I'm in. But it's got to work, and they have to give it to me with no baloney. Right. And it's the same thing with this Ant Stream thing. If I if I want to play if I want to play a bunch of Spectre games I don't got, which is almost all of them, you know, I, and I can get them for a buck or two or whatever, I'm in. I'll play them. And I want leaderboards in the whole nine yards. But don't don't start restricting me or mm. you know jacking up the price. Right. But otherwise, I'm excited about it. Cool. Well, we'll we'll definitely keep following that. Mm. Um, next story, Aaron. This is really this really should have gone in our uh, site news, but I'm putting it here anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Instagram has been reborn. Yes. Okay. Chris Folds, the man behind it, has been uh, steadily adding content to our extra, uh, our Instagram, and you can follow us. It is at Amigos Retro Podcasts. I hear, I is. hear this is what all the kids are using. These yeah, days. yeah, the yeah. IGs. So uh, we, we're getting some likes, you know. I mean, I mean, ask so, you a question here. Okay. Philosophical question about these various social platforms, mm-hmm. right? Because we got the Twitter. We got the uh, Facebook. Yep. We had the Google Plus. And we've got the Instagram. Which one of these is the least evil? Well, Facebook owns Instagram. Okay, so there, so that's there's that. Then. Okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, well, Twitter is. Where should I throw myself behind? Oh, you should. If, throw I'm, gonna your... get, if I'm gonna get behind one of these social uh, platforms, which one is it? Mastodon. I don't know what the that one is. that nobody's is on. Is that a fat guy joke? No, oh. it's the one that nobody's on, but it's the most open, transparent. Blah 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 blah. Oh boy. Uh, okay. But the problem is, is nobody's that on there. you've got some juggernauts. You got one uh, Donald J. Trump on Twitter. And his presence alone guarantees that this thing is not going away anytime soon. Well, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I, I, I always wonder because I've heard Instagram is a big deal, but what make what's it? What's the difference? I've never been on here. Instagram is just pictures. Uh-huh. So if you get tired of words and the words that people say that anger you, 
Yeah. You can stop looking at that, and you can just start looking at pictures. Can I just write down the words I want to say and then take a picture of it? Uh, yes, and people do that, and I'm sure that they they, they annoy people. I've never actually used Instagram before. I, I don't have an account. Why am I talking to you about it then? But <laughs> I do have a wife that uses Instagram quite frequently. Uh, you know, Eep is way up on this stuff. Yeah. We, and she would be behind. more apt to talk about the, the, the marvels of Instagram than I Maybe would. Maybe we should have her on the show, and she could talk to folks directly. That's true. Because clearly we're idiots when yes. it comes to this stuff. Yes, I'll, I'll, You know, we need an Amiga-based social media. You literally have to have an Amiga mm-hmm. or a use an emulator. Someone get to work on that. Well, you know, there is the, the, the Play-Doh cartridge or the Play-Doh service. Have you heard of this I'm before? Not. This is a multi-platform retro uh, message board, essentially, that if you have an Atari 800 or you have an Apple II or an Amiga, yeah. they all connect to the same network. And okay. this guy on the Atari age boards, he's coded all this. He's taken a system that was that went down, I guess, and has recoded it for all these different computers. So I'm thinking about this summer, trying to dive into that a little bit. That's a good idea. That's a good, What's it called again? It's called Play-Doh. I'm going to write that down. All right, I got it. Yeah. Move along. What else you got? And finally, our buddy Jonas, Jonas Rulo, patron of the show, King of Hawaii. Yeah, King of Hawaii. He has, they've flown in the Amigo supporters magnets for 2016, 2017, and 2018. As well as the uh, Amigos Game Selection Committee magnets have all arrived. So if you've been supporting the show during any of those years and you have sent me your mailing address, you are getting Magnet-O-Rama. Now, I'm looking at these. They all Mm -hmm. look great. Thank you. Now, I've got to tell you, uh, the Amiga supporter for 2016, which is that's going to be the rare one, right? Right. right. That is that looks like some disco wackiness right there. Mm-hmm. I love. Do I am I going to get it? Because so, I am an Amiga. Do I get one of these? Oh, uh, as long as I've got extra. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I ordered some extras. So I'm going to plaster these to all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So do you, can you recognize? I know it's very very hard to tell, but can you tell from this distance what that character is? That's not the uh, goofy idiot character from uh, Top Banana. No, because that's what 2018 is. Oh, yes. Okay, I can see that. Uh, Is that a lemming? No, that's James Pond. He's very, very small. That picture is not flattering. No, then 2017. that's Zool? Yeah, that's Zool. Yeah, and up at the top, that's the Croatian flag. Right, right. So... um, Look forward to those guys. I'm going to spend probably the next four to six months of my life uh, stuffing envelopes with magnets. I've, I'm coming up with a clever plan to put them on a piece of paper and, and to get the uh, use a global first class stamp to get these out quickly. Ooh, global, quickly, yeah. And if it helps, I will be behind boat with an extension cord beating him in the back. <laughs> That's your, your job in this endeavor. That's right. All right, Aaron. Sweet. One more item I want to touch Let's on. Let's talk boat. about it. You know, um, we had an interesting, we had, and this brings me up to a bridge here. We had a a, a glorious comment on one of our videos here. I just want to get into it here. And this is our, you know, we've done some City of Heroes coverage. Mm -hmm. You know, that if you're in the City of Heroes coverage, we did a couple videos on it. Uh, Among, we actually did quite a few videos in the past couple weeks. Uh, I put another one up this week of me and Brent playing another arcade game that was pretty entertaining. But we had, we put up the Civil War, uh, City of Heroes uh, video. And we got a, a very uh, intelligently worded response from a fellow. I want to give this guy some some press. Uh, CT2507 was his name. So, good name. I think he may be a robot. Mm. It said, wow, you guys are in terrible physical shape. Stop setting so much playing games and get up from those chairs. Start doing some fitness. I love doing some fitness. Let me tell you something. I took this to heart, uh, uh, and I did reply to this fellow. And what did I reply to him with? 
A plug for Amigo Aaron's weight loss wager. Explain Both. the wager. A lot of people have forgotten about the wager, but it's still happening because mm -hmm. I can't forget about it because it haunts my days and nights nonstop. Uh, the wager I made in January, I think it was about January 10th, mm -hmm. was that me, I, Amigo Aaron, would lose 100 pounds by the Amigathon. Uh, in July. In July. And I was asking people to donate a certain a dollar amount per pound I lose. But, as with any good wager, there's got to be some skin in the game. Mm. And the skin is this. Uh, if I can't lose 100 pounds by our uh, uh, Amigathon, then I would have to pay five American U.S. dollar dollar bills per pound that I came up short. Right? That's the deal. Uh, we are... I want to announce now that we've moved the Amigathon back into December. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Still in July. I've got I've got two months and and some days until this Amigo challenge is, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I am behind. But uh, I'm going to start hitting the road, doing some road work. We're probably gonna take some video oh, yeah. of my various the extreme, extreme workouts mm -hmm. uh, to uh, get this weight off. And so I would like to challenge uh, uh, CT two five zero seven and anyone else out there uh, to to uh, contact us and pledge uh, a, a buck maybe or 50 cents a pound uh, it all goes to a good cost children's miracle network of hospitals but we love those guys we mm -hmm. don't see dime one dime one now i will say I, this diet has saved me some dimes because i don't eat as much great food as i used to because i gotta eat garbage all the time nothing but you know lean mm -hmm. everything lean yeah but if you're interested uh, go over to uh, everythingamiga.com. We've got it all linked up. I believe there's a new page that's been put up specifically for this. It's waiting for some content. Yeah, but it's coming. Yep. And uh, we will uh, be more than happy to accommodate you or send a boat an email. Bo, you want to throw an address out for him? Absolutely. Aaron at amigospodcast.com. There it is. Drop us a line. We'd be more than happy to uh, accept some bids. Now, uh, we don't know exactly when the Amigathon is, right? No, we haven't set a date. Right, we haven't set a date, but it's gone somewhere in probably mid the middle of mid July. July. Mm -hmm. So I've got, like I said, two months, two months and some change. It's going to be a tough road, boat. But you I can will, do it. I will say, as I close on this, I have lost some weight, and then we'll just go with that. All right, let's talk about this week's game, Aaron. Absolutely, disposable hero. Disposable hero, boat. Now, had you played this one before? No, never you, even heard of it. I'd heard of it, and I think I have played it back in the day. Um, so this uh, game was released in 1993. Now you may not know this boat. Uh, That's this, the year I was in sixth grade. Really? Mm -hmm. That year I was had uh, graduated from school and was headed down to work for IBM. I know. <sighs> glory so, days. I know. Um, so this came out on two discs or one CD. This had a CD32 release mm -hmm. boat. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I've heard it. Well, I guess you're going to talk about the differences between the, the two a little bit later on. Very few differences, yeah. yes. Uh, this was released by an... <laughs> this was developed... It was, it was published by Gremlin. We all know mm -hmm. them, but it was developed by an outfit called Boys Without Brains slash Euphoria. That sounds like a cracker group. No, it's a... Well, it does sound like a cracker group, but it's not. So, I, I you know, when you've got a name like that, I gotta get in there, all right? So I had a look at these guys. Uh, they didn't do much, you know. Honestly, they did. They basically did a game called uh, Flimbo's Quest, which we we've talked about Flimbo's Quest. Before. And and they also did a game on the uh, C64 that of some renown called Hawkeye. Okay. I'm presuming it's about the the Mash character. Hawkeye Pierce. You know? mm -hmm. 
Uh, it came out in 88. So uh, these guys are Dutch, and guess what? They're from the demo scene. They're a demo scene group. Hence the name. Uh-huh. And they, they did a large number of demos, and uh, if eventually, after eight, 1988, when they did Hawkeye, they moved... They changed development names, and the, a couple of the guys that were in Boys Without Brains went over and, and started Euphoria. And uh, it's in the Netherlands, and it, it, they formed that one in about '89, and that's when they made uh, the game we're looking at today. Uh, once they were, and then they, I guess they just went away because there's not much else about these guys. Uh, and if you look at what they did, they did Philbo's Quest and this. And, and you got to realize, too, that 94, 95 was right at the cutoff where it became very, very difficult to have a two- or three-man team put out anything commercially viable. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you on that, boat. So um, the CD32 version, I'm just going to touch on this because there's not a ton of difference. Uh, now, I played the ECS-OCS version of this. I'm assuming you did as well. I did. Now... Uh, the CD32 version, uh, as far as I could tell, had two, three major differences, okay? Difference number one, a different intro, mm -hmm. okay? Difference number two, CD sound. Mm -hmm. Difference number three, and this is one that I can't confirm, but this is what people said, they made it slightly easier. Yeah, that was the big takeaway I had. All right, that. now, mm -hmm. in retrospect, since I've read that, I wish I had played that yeah, me version. Me too. But we'll get to me that. Too. We'll get to that in a moment. So... What is uh, Xenon 2, or excuse me, what is Disposable Hero? Well, I, I jumped my gun there. If I was going to summarize what it is, you take Xenon 2, remember Xenon 2? Mm -hmm. You smush it together with, um, like, Menace or Blood Money, all right? You smush those two games together, and maybe throw it, and then sprinkle some in a little bit of, like, say, an R-Type, and then you get this kind of nutty game. Uh, this game has a weird story. <laughs> I'm assuming that you. I'm guessing you watched the intro. To I this. did, and I've you already forgotten. It? Well, the, the intro is it, you've got this computer screen with a green phosphorus monitor. Yeah, and it it basically tells you about the state of the world. Guess what? It's another game where the world has gone to heck. To be fair, though, the world is this is a much weirder version of that. Mm -hmm. So I've got the plot okay. synopsis here. Okay, if you're interested. hit me. Uh, uh, so it's 2808, mm. and and. An alien threat attacks the headquarters of the land forces and begins the dark years of human civilization. It's well, at least we got till 2808. No, no, it keeps going. We're still going. 2867, because this goes in big chunks of years. Oh, okay. Terrestrial scientists have discovered new military technology to use in battle. The combat task force is called D-Hero. Get it? Oh. And in 2970, as we jump forward like 100 and some years... The disposable heroes have new battle weapons. The Earth Defense Headquarters was destroyed, and the time has come to intervene immediately. And Would you sign up to be a member of a group called the Disposable Heroes? Absolutely not. No. Uh, but anyway, they, they fire up the Prototype 2 battle spaceship to counter the AI invasion. That's you. You're the poor jerk that's going to fly this, and presumably that's a picture of your guy. Now, once again, the Amiga doesn't let you down with the with the hero. Of the this guy looks like the biggest drunk slacker <laughs> who who just crawled out. It looks like he's in like a '50s tribute band. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who are we going to entrust the fate of humanity with? How about this doofus, doofus McGee? You with the purple mohawk, come forward. <laughs> no smoking in the prototype two, please, because he's got the big smoke sticking out. So. This game does start off with like, it almost was like hacker. It comes up and there's like a bunch of scrolling text. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
what the heck's this crap? Yeah. You know, and I read it, and it was a lot of just weird stuff, and it, uh, pretty much we'd summarized it. So, much like a lot of shooting games, whatever the backstory is, just toss out the garbage, because it doesn't matter. Uh, you fly a ship and go through levels blowing up bad guys. That's, that is your plot. Um, now, let's talk about the game um, as a whole here. Let's talk about what you do. Like I said, you're in this ship. The ship is uh, can can be equipped with multiple weapons. Okay, which but that's weird, and we'll get to that. You go through these levels and you shoot bad guys. Now, uh, we have played over the years a lot of these shmups on the Amiga. Mm-hmm. All right, some good, some bad, some in the middle. Um, they often veer towards the more difficult side of gaming. All right. I think you would agree with that. When they're I all hard. They're not. Yeah, they're mostly hard. I mean, there's some like Swift or yeah. Silkworm, but those but, are ports and not mm, Swift's right. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like something like Hybris. You, you, that one's not super that hard. That one's not super fun. hard. Yeah. So this game looked at all the Amiga shmups and was like, <laughs> "You call that difficulty? Screw you!" And then they ramped this thing up because what this is, and this is. You know, I read a couple people that mentioned that they thought this was the European philosophy on shooters, and I'm not gonna. Hey, listen, I'm not gonna rag on Europe. I'm not. I'm not throwing them in, under the bus on this. But this is the, this is the philosophy of shooters where you just die a lot and screw you. Mm-hmm. There's in this game, even the very first ship you come across requires multiple shots to kill. Right. There are no gimmies. You can get shot at the very opening of this game before you see what shoots you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the game has your ship, which admittedly, well, it has permanent auto fire, which is nice. Yep. Uh, going through a what I would what I would call a uh, uh, the enemies that were very blood money like or or menace like, mm-hmm. uh, as the, uh, the, the the early on at least, as you go through these tight quarters. Uh, with four million things shooting at you. Yeah, and in addition to the four million things shooting at you, there are objects in the foreground that you can run into. When you said tight corridors, you weren't kidding. Yes, this game is vicious. What it reminds me of a lot, there was a, do you remember the old game, uh, I I get them confused, I think it was Super Cobra, the chopper Mm -hmm. game. Where yeah. There's one spot in it where you get to these caverns and there's this real tight cavern you have to fit through. Mm -hmm. If you took the difficulty of that cavern and then just made a game, just expanded based that on into it, an entire game, you would have this yeah. game. It is incredibly difficult. You can't touch the. You do have a life bar, mm-hmm. but you can't touch the background. You can't touch the bullets. You can't really run into enemies. You can't do nothing. Anything you touch, takes you take damage. Um, the ability to get extra weapons is marred by one simple fact. I wasn't good enough to get to the point where I could get more weapons. I cheated at this game like a dog to try to get to the point that I did. Eventually I did. But it's difficult. Because you have to, in this game, you don't just, like, in say, like, say, a Raiden, or you go, you drive across a weapon, weapon, mm-hmm. right? Or some games, if you're like Raiden, if you, you drive across the weapon, color, and it upgrades whatever weapon you got. Mm-hmm. Right? Simple. Not this game. That ain't the way this thing works. So when you pick up an icon, and they're scattered around, and usually they're in places that'll get you murdered. Mm-hmm. Like they've been cunningly positioned to screw you. Right. Am I wrong here? You are not wrong. And there are some places where they put them, and there's no way you. I mean, I want to meet the guy that could get that weapon and then not get killed, mm-hmm. because 
the, the screen's sort of ever scrolling and you can get caught in places, which is what it reminds me of uh, Xenon 2, and it, among other reasons, which I'll get into. Uh, but anyway, once you pick this stuff up, uh, you, they're basically they're, they're icons that are blueprints for weapons. And when you have enough energy, you can install the weapons, and then you have to land on a blue dome, which, in, you know, like uh, in, uh, in Blood Money, when you land at these little landing ports, it's a store. Mm-hmm. Not because a store would be okay, but not in this game. There's no money. In this game, you go here and you can uh, install weaponry or, or change. It's like a blueprint type system. Yeah, it, 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 or change the. Is, is, have mm-hmm. you ever seen a game that does this exact? I've no. I, I mean, think this is I new. have. I think I've seen a game where you're 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 upgrading with blueprints before. I can't remember what it was, but uh, it's it's not the first time I've seen this concept. Right. Uh, so, <coughs> complaining aside, let's talk about a little bit of the content of the game. Um, you go through this. There's uh, there's about a half hour worth of scrolling screen, and this depending on how well you deal with the bad guys. Uh, there's probably about five or six like different levels. Okay, so I tried to break them down as I saw them. You've got sort of this organic space level to start off in. Then you go to a straight up organic mm-hmm. level that's You're real in wacky. The belly of the beast. Then you go to like almost like a, a ocean level or like watery type level. Then there's a cavern level. Then there are these cliffs, a level, and almost like a cliffs with like some stuff being built around mm-hmm. there. So uh, the levels are distinct. I mean, for the most part, some of them are actually quite interesting looking. Um, even with unlimited energy and unlimited men, it was I had all kinds of trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> getting through these levels, and I never, you know, I. It was fr- it's a frustrating game. When you when you're cheating and you're still frustrated, yeah, you know the game's hard. Uh, I watched a lot of, of of playthroughs on this, and I don't think any, I saw anywhere the guys weren't cheating. No. So because I don't think it, it's possible. Some of this, like I said, there's a lot of this stuff that reminds me of of a, of a blood money or a psychosis shooter. There's like organic parts, especially where there's like. Uh, there are areas where your ship has to go through something. There are plenty of areas in this game where your ship has to go through something that's exactly the size of your mm-hmm. ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's not good enough. They've got to have stuff shooting down at those points, or stuff you have to shoot through. Right. You know what I mean? And there's a there's a there's a tragedy to this game, and the tragedy is, in my opinion, that the game has a lot of really cool content. Uh, the bosses in this, and there are tons of them. And I'll get to them in a minute. Are real interesting, and the 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 levels are pretty cool, but they're so difficult. I'd like to. I mean, I read a guy on Lemon that said he can get through the whole game without cheating. I want to actually see that. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that happen. I watched the guy beat Super Punch Out today without ducking, blocking, or moving. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought that's incredible. Yeah, how did he do that? This would be a more incredible feat by a, a wide stretch. If you are that guy on Lemon and you're listening, because I read that review too, yeah. please post your playthrough on YouTube. So let's talk about some of these uh, crazy bosses. All right. So there's this game has sub bosses and then like bigger bosses, right? Just to go over a couple, I thought were interesting. You start off. One of the first things you see is this is this ship that has two crazy like octopus arms and up and down, mm-hmm. and it's going like this. And you're shooting the arms, and all of a sudden, a big, huge beam comes out of the middle mm-hmm. of it. I mean, and I'm, it destroys you. So I did get past. I got. I'm not gonna say I got pretty far, but I got past him. I got. You know, I got to the mech. I got past. There's a mech that walks up, and the funny thing about this guy is. You don't have to kill him. You can just kind of stay under his legs. Mm-hmm. But he takes up the whole screen, and so you've got about that much screen to play right. with. You know, something else. You have to memorize all these levels. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it, there's no going through this and just trying to figure it out on your yeah, own. Yeah, you can't do it on the fly. No, it, it, because there are dead ends and stuff. It makes it difficult. Um, there's a crazy... How can I describe it? There's a ship that... There's a mama, I guess, that, that while in the middle of battle, drops eggs mm-hmm. that hatch, and then the contents of the eggs come at you. Right. And then when all the eggs are hatched, then she breathes fire. So this chick, <laughs> talk about born under pressure. Uh, there's a crazy tusked skeleton creature, I, I, like a, almost like a dragon or something mm-hmm. with big tusks. That was pretty cool. Do dragons have tusks? This one did. Mm-hmm. There's just uh, there are a couple times you see this guy. It's like a skinless pterodactyl looking guy. There's uh, a lot of sort of um, prehistoric there uh, are. type stuff in this game. There's a remember we were playing uh, um, what game was I playing? There's a, there's a oh it was one me and Brent playing ARG. There's this thing that's like wedged in between the ceiling and the floor with two legs and it walks along and its head's in the middle. Mm. That was pretty wacky. I thought that was a pretty interesting one. Um, there's all kinds of skull-based eye, you know, shooting stuff. Mm. There's a scorpion with a brain. After you shoot the scorpion, a brain comes out. You fight that. There's a mech. There's like a giant mech that looks like it's got Jaws head, sort of like mechanically placed on top of it. It was, which all this stuff's real bizarre mm. and crazy, which I like. I like that stuff. There's one section where you get to, and I'd love to have gotten here, where you're in like, like a turbine or something, and, and you, all of a sudden your ship goes like twice as fast mm-hmm. down this pipe. And you're and you have to dodge these lasers. There's another a really awesome section toward the end where there's like a there's like almost like a, a, a horizontal loader that rides on this track. And at first, when you see it, it's just shooting lasers at you as you fly under it. But then eventually, it'll come by and drop enemies for you to fight until you can blow it up. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the end boss is this run, kind of a running mech thing that comes after you and it jumps towards you. It was pretty cool too. There are some instances where the game will stop scrolling and sometimes it'll even scroll faster or, or yeah. go backwards most a little of, bit. Most of the boss sequences and the mini boss sequences you'll have you'll have some slowdown and, and give you time to fight and then it'll roll on. Yeah. Uh, there, of course this does have a hard scroll mm. so you're pretty much boned. Um, just before I get into the more particulars of stuff, what did you think of the atmosphere, the graphics, the music. How how did that strike you, Boat? This is without a doubt the best looking shooter I've ever seen on the Amiga and possibly anywhere outside the arcade. Wow. I mean, this game is beautiful. It's beautiful, it's varied. the the types of motions I'll never forget the first time you know episode one of Amigos we did Hybris I love and I saw that first boss trot out there and do that shimmy across this and I was like oh my god this thing's supposed to be a 16-bit console this thing is a 16-bit console game game. this is ECS OCS and this thing is beautiful if the Amiga could have come out with something like this in 88 or 89 Man, they would have had a hit on their hands. This looks like something almost right off the like the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me. Um, of. This thing, and it's not just the fact that the the graphics are pretty. Everything is well animated, and the animations are thoughtful. Yeah. Like if this thing actually existed in life, this would be how it moved. Yeah. You know, and the backgrounds and stuff to the art. Backgrounds yeah. are great. The background music. There's background music. Yeah. I mean, we have to say that this yeah. is the Amigos. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's it, fine. It didn't blow it, my mind. It, or anything. It, you know, it fits the genre. Um, I thought that the uh, it you know it, it is kind of a drag to not just be able to run over the power ups and get them, but it yeah, is it different. Is. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing to, to go into the shops. I wish the shops would have been labeled 
you know, like shop or something. Well, they're, it's not not a, real, they're not really shop. Right, they're, or like whatever they're supposed to be. It's not immediately rest here. Area, when exactly. everything else in the game kills you upon contact, yeah. you're not immediately drawn to try and figure out where you're supposed to go. Um, but that all said, the extreme difficulty of this game takes it from a 10 to like a 3. Wow. Because, um, because I mean, what's the use of having the most beautiful, well-animated game in the world if the game is no fun to play because it's so brutally difficult? It is undeniably difficult. And to get back to what you said, the backgrounds in this thing are actually so detailed, it's unbelievable. And in fact, they're almost too detailed because it's so, it almost confuses Sometimes you're like, can I run into that? Can I go over yeah. that or not? Yeah. The uh, um, There are areas where the cave's falling in, for example, and the stalactites are falling off, and or there's like these weird areas where there's like these weird alien embryos, these giant tubes. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. what the heck are they working on? Right. You, know, you don't know, right? Uh, I agree with almost everything you said. I don't, I don't think this is the prettiest shooter. You're insane. There's to, no shooter that's prettier than ponder this on the Amiga. It. Well, I'd have to ponder. I don't want to make that statement without having a good think about it. I mean, it's definitely attractive. And and like I said, there's that thing I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, um, the truth of the matter is, uh, this is what you could do with the old chipset, too, yeah. which, which, yeah. which is quite Again, astounding. Again, you know, people were like, the AGA is going to change everything. No, good programmers change everything. Well, I mean, you it's, know. it's true. It's true. Uh, and if you, and we've been, we, that gets proven time and time again mm -hmm. when we look at other systems, modern stuff, or yeah. even some of their old stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, again, I love the backgrounds. The, the web. Let's talk about the weapons a little bit. And I, I don't know how many of you got to actually use. I didn't. Get Not to very many. many and I, I wouldn't even know how to describe them, really. Well, I've got a. Of course, I've got a little list here that tells me what they are. I mean, you basically get a two-way submachine gun, three-way gun, laser. There's two types of like these like like satellites. There's one that hangs over you. And there's one that spins around mm -hmm. you. Bombs. Uh, you can you can increase the speed of your ship. Uh, uh, so, it, you know, there's, it's not, they didn't reinvent the wheel. There's up and down shots, mm -hmm. stuff like that. You need, if, I can't imagine, and one of the reasons I had so much trouble was because when you start out, if you're cheating, and you just go somewhere, and then you start off and you're just a regular ship, you just get mauled. Mm -hmm. you're, you got zero chance, because there's so much on the screen. I will say to compliment this game, and I did compare it to Menace or, or uh, Blood Money, but really, the comparison is sort of the, the, Blood Money and Menace had these sort of shapes that just came out and attacked you. Like this, this sort of sometimes you'll see these patterns like that, but a lot of times the things are more thought. Yeah. So I don't know. There, there, there is nothing that Menace or Blood Money does better than this game except for the intro sequences. That's true. Well, but I mean, I, when I say that, I'm not comparing the quality of the right. game. This, but this I game mean, is it's, a, it's a tight corridors type, really, really is, hard game. Blood Money is very similarly difficult, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I will say. Uh, but. Uh, I like the. I will say I, I like the uh, the store situation in that in, in Blood Money mm -hmm. more than I like it in this one. Mm -hmm. And Xenon's Xenon Two is the same way. Mm -hmm. Xenon Two is a much more lethargic shooter uh, than this, but it, and it's probably it's not nearly as hard either. I will say that. Um, I want to touch on a few kind of wacky things. Uh, you have to if, if I like to start these games as easy as possible because I suck. Uh, if you're in training mode, you can't go past level three. Hey, I didn't have to worry about that because I never made it past level one. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, so that's something you might want to recall. Now, <clears throat> I looked at some guy had a big blow up of the of the box, and it was awesome. It's this it's this chick. It's a drag. It's really cool looking. It's a and I looked it up. The box art was done by a guy named John uh, Berkey. Uh, who is known for doing movie posters. Okay. So get this. He's done, I got a little list here, Star Wars, 
King Kong, Towering Inferno, Superman 3, and Star Trek. He did. He worked on all his movie posters. Pretty good record so, there. If you see the cover of this, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So, all that aside, where are we going here with this? Well, here's the final score. It's too hard. It's too hard. That's mm -hmm. all there is to it. Um, the uh, the game is too difficult, and you can't get far enough to make it fun. That's it. That's all I got to say about it. It's, it looks good. It plays good. I'm eager to hear what the magazine said about this. Did well, they concur with our? They did. Uh, well, no, not really. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> so, um, Lemon gave this. What's funny? They, of course, I looked up both. So, Lemon gave this a nine uh, seven seven point nine six for mm -hmm. the old version. CD32 version, they gave it an eight point two one. Uh, of course, you're getting less scores. Uh, Amiga Action gave this eighty. Amiga Force eighty three. Amiga Format seventy. So you're looking at C, mm -hmm. B, like you know that area. Amiga Power seventy seven. Uh, AI AUI at Australia eighty six. Uh, computers plus video games gave it a seventy nine. CU Amiga gave it a seventy nine, and the one gave it eighty three. So they're actually pretty consistent this mm -hmm. month in terms of their uh, in terms of their scoring. So CD thirty two version of this thing on eBay. Okay, now here's something that struck me as odd. Get this. Uh, a, there's, a, there's a guy in Brazil selling a bunch of sealed copies of this in the CD32. This happens every once in a while. They send them to a weird yeah. country. Went, it, 50 bucks US will get you one. All right? And they're, they're selling for that. Now, um, in the UK, you can get these things for 32 bucks. In Germany, 101 bucks for one wow. of these things. And in the UK right now, 32 bucks. Now, um, that's pretty high. Yeah. Because I think this game was a pretty good seller. So I was kind of surprised it was going that expensive. So you're not going to get a cheap... It's, this, this thing isn't going to be a cheap date, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, but, you know, this game disappointed me, to be honest with you. And the disappointment came from the ability... Just, it's just... I hate games like this. They're, look, there's so much there that you can't get to. Mm -hmm. You know, and, it's, and I'm not the... Well, I'm not the worst player... Now I tried to so I put this thing on my arcade machine to give it a whirl, and I did better, but it's still just extremely hard. Yeah. You know? I mean, I played this mostly with my uh, with my Epics stick, you know, yeah. and it was nice with the with the auto fire, just hold that button down. And yeah, I had I had a good time with it, but uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's too hard. It's too hard. It's um, too hard, and and this is something that plagues the Amiga time and yeah. time again. And I am not I'm not a great shooter player to begin with. So. One thing I want to mention, I, I sort of mentioned it when we started. There's nothing I don't like more than enemies that take multiple hits in a game like this. Mm -hmm. It's one thing if you're the boss, but you're the very first, there are no enemies in this that there die need with to be one yeah there need to be some scrubs that you can take out right. with one shot this thing also has these rev uh, and these things are everywhere these cannons that go that follow you mm -hmm. just like blood money and these things are crack shots mm -hmm. it is so tough and you get to a point where there's so much going on the screen you go to that bullet hell area yeah and you can't have all that pushing it's just too, it's just too much yeah. it was it makes me sad but. yeah yeah well uh the uh our discord community reviews uh, agree for the most part um chris folds writes beautiful graphics sound and speed real console quality stuff he's right there let down by a near vertical difficulty level like I've said a thousand times, why make all those levels of mere mortals can never get past level one? Yep. So hard, it's unplayable for me. Five out of ten. Laurent Giroux says, Disposable Hero is a technically very impressive shoot-em-up. Yes. 
displays loads of enemies on screen without as much of a hint of slowdown. That's true. I didn't that think is, about that. You rarely see slowdown on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it boasts varied background graphics and enemies as well as extensive and varied levels spiced up by the possibility of upgrading one ship via the multiple shops available here and there. However, it lacks the game pl in the gameplay and tuning department. Too tough, too fast, sometimes confusing backgrounds. Yes. Could have been fantastic, but it ends up only being average. Five out of ten. That, and that's pretty much where I land on this. I mean, it's just, God, it's disappointing, too. Um, next up, Pixels at Dawn, who just got back from Avengers, is with us in the chat right now. He says, a visually stunning and sounding shooter, one of the best on the Amiga, but even the clever shop design with its frequent heals can't make up for the poorly balanced weapon power. I only managed to get to the second level with infinite lives. <laughs> Good, I'm not the only one. Someone needs to re-release this with some tweaks. That's true. Maybe Earrock or Amiga J or one of those guys can figure out a way to uh, make this easier. Yeah. Um, Graham Vebke, we got a lot of reviews on this game yeah. this week. He says, this is a game aimed at a shmup fan like myself and those who can smash R-Type in their sleep. It's a very fluid, beautiful game with a combat and weapon system which is both genius and complex. And this, along with the difficult, hardcore difficulty, will sadly turn many away. 7.5 out of 10. So yeah, if you're one of those guys that can smash R-Type in their sleep, this is the game for you. Yeah, because you won't smash this. No. I don't care how good you are at R-Type. Duncan Styles says, and finally, we'll finish with this one. This game hates me, and I hate it. Looks great, moves smoothly, but I just can't get on with it. Six out of ten. One thing we should mention. Did you watch the ending of this game? Uh, yes. Can we talk about Let's that? Let's talk about it. You go through and vanquish all these aliens. I mean, mm -hmm. let me tell you, if the, the supposedly hero gets through this whole game mm -hmm. and lands, this guy should be carried out like a, I mean, I don't know what you can and do. It, and it starts that way. He lands and there's people cheering on Go the ahead. deck. Yeah. Okay. So he lands. He walks out of the ship. He, he doesn't react to the crowd no, in any way. No, He just struts over to his sports car, his red in. Lambo. He gets into it. He drives off. Then a guy from the crowd pulls out a bazooka, fires it at the car, and it explodes. Game over. And you see a picture of your guy with like a twinkle on his teeth. Right. It? Now here's the part I like. <laughs> I like the, the reasoning behind this. You've got a guy as you as the guy pulls out the bazooka, a big arrow appears, and it's like this guy. It points <laughs> down on the screen, Bing, 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 like a big neon sign. Mm -hmm. This is the guy to look at. You know, I was like, oh. so I'm guessing people may have seen this before and were like, didn't notice. Or right? They're just like, what, I mean, did what, you what, need the arrow, like a flash and neon arrow? Here yeah. he is. I thought that was good. Yeah, that's a bizarre ending. It's so weird. Was there anything in the docs that you read or any kind of? This, no, no. This I, a, I looked for information. I was like, I need some closure. So my, it's funny. I talked to my buddy at work, and I said, "Listen, why do you think they would do this?" And the only thing we could figure is, so he got finished with the hero part of the story. Mm -hmm. So what's left? You dispose, dispose of this yep. sucker. Yeah. You know. Well, when we don't know who runs this new government. Mm -hmm. This, do you want a guy that could get through this game walking around? Nope. You kill this sucker. You want him out of the way. He's done. He killed all the aliens, and now he's we're finished with him. You yeah. know, so that's the way it goes. That's my guess. Well, Aaron, uh, a couple things uh, about before we close up the end of the show. The first is is that we have a new way of accepting support on the show. Send food directly to my house. <laughs> that, or if you go to uh, everythingamiga.com slash support, we have a button to make uh, monthly contributions via PayPal. I know not everyone is crazy about Patreon or they don't want to fool with making a, a Patreon account. And so we offer this other way. Uh, if you want to support the show and you get all the same rewards that you do on Patreon, the magnets, the Discord, the game selection committee, all of it can be yours. It's The it's, feeling it's of self-satisfaction. That's right. With a job well done. That glow in your heart. 
So um, head on over to everythingamiga.com slash support if you'd like to do that. Uh, last week, the uh, Patreon song, which I guess we, we're going to start calling it the supporter song because it now includes people with both PayPal and Patreon subs. Uh, the supporter song. I can't believe you didn't get this. This is I, I one. I had no idea on that Have one. you ever seen Midnight Cowboy? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you remember the song at the beginning of Midnight Cowboy? No. Okay. Well, it was Everybody's Talking. Oh, everybody's talking okay. at me. Right. That's what you were doing? That's what I was doing. Wow. Uh, I was. I had no idea. Only one only one person wrote in, and that was Pac-Billy. And Pac-Billy was mad. He was mad because I gave a hint. So I will give no more hints, What was the hint, by the way? Uh, Lime and the Coconut. Oh. Which you yeah. don't know what that is, do you? So there's a song called Lime the Coconut that's also by Harry I've heard Nelson. that. I've yeah. heard that song. Yeah. Put so, the lime yeah. in the coconut. That's yeah. it. Yeah. He also wrote Me and My Era. Me so Pagley got it and then chastised you for giving clues. <laughs> yep. And I said, don't don't not feel smart. You're the get only a, one that get wrote on it in. Yep. Right. So no more clues. Yeah. All right. If that's, you know, that's our slogan. <laughs> no, no clues. No more clues. Um, so uh, this week... If you know the song, you can email me at john at amigospodcast.com. I'm going to give this my best shot. Hopefully, right. we'll get some more. All right, go for okay. it. <clears throat> Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cam and Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobsterminator, Craig McClellan, 10-minute Amiga Retrocast, Counting Virtual Sheep. Bernard Quinn Retro, Man Cave Tim Drew, Simon Rose Joseph Harrison, Kyle Edder, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoderin Lomax, Colin 419, Bachbit Roland Berg, Andrew Bunks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leif Killan, Alan Kabam, Chicote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Pilrone, Ricky DeRoche, Crip Dead Boy, Thinker CDZ, The Slow Norris Staff, on Sorgon Morton, Son Edvin Holland, Blended 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Falls Dreamcatcher, Lauren Jero, Graham Vebke, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Huckesey, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nat, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Kim Tommy Humberstadt, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Wands, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. Pretty good, boat. Thank you. I see you're drawing my picture over there. That's quite good. You've got you've got you've got the skills of an artist. There we go. As it were. That's my boat picture. I, I like, that's a nice. You can, you, know, you can buy that after the show. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's for sale on our I'll our, sign up our for swag you. store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby Cyril says, good effort. That's what I tell my kids all the time when they fail a playing test. That's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good effort. That That's was effort? effort? Oh, man. I efforted all over the place oh. on that. <laughs> no. Move on. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, next week, Aaron, we are going to play another point-and-click adventure game set in the far-flung future. All right. How do I know? I don't know. The name of the game is Future Wars. Oh, man. That's a depressing name, it too. Is a, it is a depressing name. How... 
Uh, I have played this one, so it's uh, going back to familiar territory with this one. I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. Awesome, Sounds awesome. Good. All right, guys, until then, keep playing the Amiga. Oh, I forgot to thank the folks in the live chat right now. Uh, we record the show every Friday, except when we don't, like today, because it's Thursday. Oh, uh, totally but right. we still had tons of people that joined us. We want to thank, with a special thank you, Free Lunch, Mestre Guga, Fabe Cyril, Pixels at Dawn, uh, Graham Vebke, uh, Edvin Helen, Stefano Pavone, Phil Boz, Ricky DeRocher, Super Versus Tech, uh, Paul Bossman Harrington, mm. Michael Ryan, and Terry Howard. Thank you so much for joining us live. It's always a party in the chat. That's some new people.